Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. How do you handle frustrating moments or frustrating people that steal your joy? And in the middle of the frustration, you sin. You respond in a way that you know is not honoring to God. Today, I want to give you three steps to victory over these encounters every time. Because don't we all struggle with this? Don't we all have frustrating moments in our homes, with our families, with people we work with, our situations that we're in the midst of out as we go about our busy days? And they can look different for different people. You may be a mother with young children listening to this podcast, and children are up under your feet, and there's not enough of you. And you cry out to that. You're overwhelmed by your circumstances and all the responsibilities and all the things that are tugging at you. There's too much to do in a short period of time. There's too many responsibilities that you have. And in response to that, you get frustrated. But in the response to the frustration, you continue to respond in a way that you know is not pleasing to God. And you want to overcome this. That when these moments come, you want to have victory over that. That when the children are tugging at you and no fault to them, you respond by hollering. Or you respond in a way that you just want to throw up your hands and you explode in the midst of the situation. And no fault of the children, you end up then feeling really bad. You know, you've let the children down, you've let yourself down, and you know that that was not Christ-like. And you want to overcome that. You may have situations that are frustrating at your work. People that you work with annoy you. They don't do right. They just don't act right. And by their behaviors, you get offended. And then in that offense, I will tell you, it tends to bring separation separation between you and that person or you and that group of people. You know just something isn't right in your heart. You've lost your joy. Or listen, your frustration may be with God. You have prayed and prayed and prayed and you've asked God to answer your prayer to the point that you don't even want to pray anymore. You've just given up on prayers and then you take and decide you are going to fix it. You're going to take control over the matter. And you start complaining. You murmur and complain about the situation because God answers everyone else's prayers. God doesn't answer mine. Or you know what? You may have a habit in your life that you know is sin and you just can't seem to break it. And you get frustrated and it steals your joy. And to try to get your joy back, what you've done is that you've justified it. I have a right to do this. Or I have so much pulling at me, this is my only relief. Or everybody else does it. 
If everybody else does it, it must be okay. But inside, you know that it's not right. You know it's not pleasing God. You, you know it's stolen your joy. And you've just allowed this habit to try to take the place of the joy that can only come from being in harmony with Father God. You know God loves you anyway, and so it's okay. And you are allowing that to satisfy you in a moment. But yet inside something is wanting to say, it's not right. It's not right. You know, there's some thoughts in the Christian community that I'm saved, so it doesn't matter if I sin. I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm under God's grace. And so it doesn't matter if I have this habitual sin, this habit that I know is not right. It's okay. God forgives me anyway. Or you may think that, you know, every day I'm saved. I'm going to deal with temptation. We're all going to deal with temptation. God knew that I was going to be tempted like this. And I'm weak. I'm just a fleshly person. And so it's okay. And we fall into that mindset so easily. And what happens is it ensnares our life that we come dull. We become dull to this that eventually we lose our testimony. And then the next layer is that we become disappointed with ourselves because of this. What can we do? How can we overcome this? How can we get the victory over it? Well, I want to give you three steps to follow that when you know you have fallen into sin, by your response to a situation, frustration, you know you've not responded right, you know you've taken offense with someone, although it, they may have started it, but you offended them by maybe the way you interacted as a response, or silence in them. How many times do we get offended by people? We take an offense to people, and rather than going and discussing it with them, trying to work out the situation, we walk around in silence. And it's our way of just cutting them off, letting them know, through your frustration, you didn't respond correctly. Let me talk about what you can do. The first thing that you can do is intentionally stop and take a deep breath. Just stop. Because I can tell you, usually the first thing that we do is that we start to analyze the situation. When we feel a moment of conviction that we didn't do right, that we didn't respond in a way that was pleasing to God, or we fell prey to that temptation, we start to analyze it. We start to then justify it. In our analyzing things, coming up with a way that we can justify why we did what we did that we know is wrong in the midst of the conviction, and then what happens, it takes us down rabbit trails and we miss the real issue. I mean, that's a snare of the enemy right there to get your focus off what is really happening and what the issue is. You know, I get caught up with this myself. I instantly want to justify or we want to point the finger. We point the finger at someone else. If someone else had not acted like that, 
I would not have an offense. But God is looking at us. He wants us to overcome these moments. He wants us, to, even in the midst of circumstances, He wants us to walk with such joy in our life that it's an ever-flowing testimony of the goodness of God. And so be intentional that when you feel the frustration coming on or in the midst of the struggle, stop what you're doing. Just stop. And take a deep breath. I will tell you, just taking a deep breath is a good way to victory. Because what it will do is it will just bring a calmness over you. And you know what it does? That calmness prepares you to respond in a godly manner. It's like bringing things back into perspective that may have gotten twisted, cattywampused a little bit, bring it back into perspective, and physically you can now see, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to respond in a way that I'm not going to lose my joy. And you know what I have found? That when I take that deep breath, it helps me in the midst of that stop going down that rabbit trail of analyzing of pointing the finger because that's just going to make the matter worse. And so I stop and I take that deep breath. And then step two, acknowledge it. What am I saying? Acknowledge what's really going on. Acknowledge what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you at the moment. Call it what God calls it. Whatever sin Wherever you've fallen short, stop and take responsibility in acknowledging that this is real. And in that acknowledgement, agree with God by confessing it. Confess it to God. First John 1 John 1.9, we know this scripture. If you'll just confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. What does that mean? The first thing is you confess. Hey, it may be someone else that started it. It may be something else out of your control. But your response to it, that's what you want to take responsibility for. That's what you want as the leading of the Holy Spirit is pointing this out to you, that's what you want to confess. That's what you want to agree with God. You say, God, this is sin, and it's still in my joy, and I want to get this corrected. Oh, my goodness, let me say this. We are living in a community of attitudes today that says there's just some sin that's okay because they wronged me first, my co-workers don't do right, so I've got a right to be offended by them. Or that I can't take on all this responsibility at home, so I've got a right to just give up on managing my household. Or you have too many things coming at you. You've had too many life situations hit you in the face that you just dull your circumstances by overeating. And it's robbed you of your health. And you know it's not right. And you want to overcome that. That's kind of your habit, your run-to in dealing with uncomfortable situations, struggles in your life, frustrating moments. And listen, 
I, I can respond to that. There are times I think, well, I'm due this piece of chocolate cake because look what I had to deal with today. And then I'm convicted that it's not good for my health and that the reason, the motive for to going to that piece of chocolate cake was to try to get my joy back, to try to get my comfort back in my life, just to get some peace around me. And yet the Holy Spirit is so good to nudge us to say, no, that's not right. Confess that. Confess that to God. And I tell you, He's so faithful to forgive us. But He wants us to walk in the victory after we confess it. So here's step number three. Pray for grace. If you follow my teaching, you probably could have written this script. We pray for grace. We need the grace of God in our life to help us to overcome these situations, these temptations, maybe these habits that they've become, or these behaviors, these character traits in our life that we don't like, that we know they're not Christ-like. We need God's grace. We need God through the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to give and give us the desire not to act like that, to overcome these tempting moments, to walk in godliness, to, to desire godly character. That to be our response when we're frustrated and we're struggled and things are overwhelming us in life. So we need God's grace so that we want to. And we need that supernatural power that God will give us to do it. Because I will tell you, our flesh is weak. We're Christians. We've got the Holy Spirit living in us. But our flesh wants to defeat us. And the world wants us to settle in to ungodly responses and character traits that are not pleasing to God. They do not bring glory to God. They don't give that testimony that you want your life to reflect. But also in that testimony, they don't tell the story about who Christ is to you. Simply by the way we live, the way we act, or how we respond. And so you pray for grace. And when you pray for grace, I know the faithfulness of God is to send His grace to pour out on you the power, the strength that you need to overcome it. But you've got to recognize God's grace. Recognize how God's grace works in your life when it does come. Don't ignore it. Don't push it aside. Don't excuse it. Recognize it. I mean, God's grace may come through the way of a scripture. You may just all of a sudden remember a scripture. And it's the exact scripture that deals with your situation and how you need to respond so you don't fall into sin or so you can come out of this sinful way. Have victory over that sin. And when that scripture comes, it just seems to calm you. It just calms you down. It's like it gives you direction, how you need to take, hey, what is the next step to take? Or it could be God's grace comes by the Holy Spirit within you, just giving you that nudge to say, go to that co-worker, clear up that offense. It's grace that gives you the want to. 
that you want to clear that up, that you want to restore it. And then it's God's grace that works it all out going forward so that you can do that with a heart of humility. It's God's grace that helps you to stop and see in the midst of the turmoil, in the midst of you feeling that everything is falling apart around you, that can help you, give you the want to, not to continue in sin, not to fall into sin, not to lose your testimony, not to throw up your hands and quit. It's God's grace that gives you that want to, that in the midst of it, be better, be stronger, and then the power to walk through it. Now, I know that there are some that say, well, I'm saved and I have a license to do this. I have a license to walk in this habitual sin or this habit because I know I'm going to heaven anyway, and so it doesn't matter. Yes, being a Christian, we are going to heaven. But being a Christian, God also gives us grace. He gives us grace to have victory over a sin, even in the moments of temptation, even in the moments when we've fallen into that sin, and the Holy Spirit is prompting us that something is wrong. It's God's grace that gives us the power not to sin. It's God's grace that gives us power not to continue in that sin or that bad habit. I will tell you, I pray for grace every day because I fall short of God's glory. But I don't want, I'm like you, I want my life to be a testimony for God. And two, just simply put, I don't like that kind of behavior, and you don't either. So when I pray, I don't pray, Lord, don't let me sin today. Lord, keep me from sinning today. But I pray very specifically, Lord, would you give me grace today that I will not fall into sin? God, would you make my want to be like you? God, would you give me that supernatural power that it'll come into my life that's not of me, but it's of you, that I will overcome this and I'll walk in victory? See, rather than praying generally, I pray very specifically. You know what that does for me? It helps me to recognize how desperate I am for God's grace to walk in victory over sin. And you know what else it does for me that I believe it will do for you? That we don't conform to this world, but we become transformed by the renewing of our minds. So we do what? When we're frustrated, when we're overwhelmed, when we just had enough we do what is good and acceptable to God. And then God is well pleased with us. And in the end, we get our joy back. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. 
If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.